0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Not So Grateful Dead podcast. It is your host, Grayson Decker, and I am joining you on a lovely Wednesday. This is episode number 17, and I am excited to share it with you. I will just go ahead and let you know it is going to be a way shorter episode, just because all of this occurred way a long time ago. So there is not really any information on it, but I thought that it was a very interesting case, so I wanted to share it with you all. I think that is the extent of my announcement, so let's get into it. Lida Southhard was born on October 16th, 1892 in Keatsville, Missouri, which is only about an hour away from Kansas City. On March 17, 1912, Lida Southard married Robert Dooley. The two of them moved in with Robert's brother, Edward Dooley, on his ranch that was located in Twin Falls, Idaho. The two of them had a daughter together, and her name was Lorraine. This was in 1914. In 1915, Lida and Robert's daughter, Lorraine, died unexpectedly. This was chalked up to her drinking dirty well water and getting sick. In August of 1915, so a little later in the year, Edward Dooley died. Edward's cause of death was putamine poisoning, which is essentially food poisoning. And then out of the blue on October 12th, 1915, Robert Dooley died suddenly as well. And his cause of death was typhoid fever, which is basically a disease that is caused from salmonella. Shortly after all of their deaths, Lyda Southard was known to have collected all of their life insurance policies. Because this case is so old, there is not a ton of information on what Lyda does after she collects life insurance money, but by the time she gets with her next husband two years later, she supposedly might have had a three-year-old daughter, and I say supposedly because reports vary their it's hard to kind of tell if this is true or not, but maybe, maybe not. Lida's second husband was William G. McAfee. Shortly after the two married, Lida's three-year-old daughter suddenly got sick and died. After the sudden death of her daughter, her and William moved to Montana. Just a year later, William suddenly gets sick and dies. It is thought that he had influenza or the flu and it was fatal. William died on October 1st, 1918. His cause of death was determined to be influenza or diphtheria. In March of 1919, Lyda Southard married Harlan C. Lewis, and he was a car salesman in Billings, Montana. I feel like you might see a pattern here, so what happens next might not really be surprising, but within just four short months of the two of them being married, Harlan Lewis suddenly gets sick and dies. His cause of death was gastroenteritis, and again, Lida remarried for the fourth time. Lida married Edward F. Meyer in Pocatello, Idaho in August of 1920. He was a ranch foreman, and by September 7th of 1920, literally got together with him in August, and by September 7th, Edward Myers suddenly got sick and died of typhoid fever. Lyda would actually go on to get married to three more men, Paul V. Southhard, Harry Whitlock, and Hall Shaw, all of whom she most likely divorced. Eventually, some people grow suspicious of the death that seems to just surround Lyda. One of these individuals being Earl Dooley, one of Robert Dooley's relatives. Earl was a chemist in Twin Falls, Idaho, and him and another chemist and a physician began looking into the deaths of Edward and Rob Dooley. They uncover something wild, crazy. Both of them had died from arsenic poisoning, which is wildly different from their original causes of death. Once this came out, the Twin Falls prosecutor Frank Steffen began exhuming the bodies of Lida's other husbands, who had suddenly fallen ill and died. They found that some of the bodies contained traces of arsenic, while others had most likely died due to arsenic poisoning. Lyda's motive was found to be the Idaho State Life Insurance Company of Boise. All of her prior husbands had died, and They all had life insurance policies, and on every single one of them, Lida was the beneficiary, of course. She was able to get over $7,000 from the life insurance policies, which, as you can imagine, is quite a lot of money for that time period. Lida Southard was captured and arrested in Honolulu, Hawaii, and she was extradited back to Idaho. On June 11, 1921, Lida Southard was arraigned. There was a six-week trial held after Lida was arraigned, and here she was convicted of second-degree murder, and she was sentenced to 10 years to life in prison. It was found that Lida would obtain the arsenic by boiling flypaper, and she would then lace the victim's food with it. On May 4th, 1931, Lyda escapes prison, and after she escapes, Lyda heads to Denver, Colorado. Here she gets married again to a man named Harry Whitlock, and in March of 1932. She is also a housekeeper during this time, and Harry eventually is actually one to assist in the final arrest of Lyda Southard, and this occurs in Topeka, Kansas. This was on July 31st, 1932. Lida went back to prison that August and was eventually released on probation in October of 1941. Even while she was in prison, though, she was able to convince another man to love her. She convinced a warden in the prison, George Rudd. George Rudd granted LIDA trustee status. So she was basically able to leave prison on a regular basis, do whatever she wanted, like go to the movies, go to the spa, or she would even go and visit her mother. And get this, she even had flowered wallpaper in her jail cell along with some curtains. Talk about special treatment, am I right? In 1942, Lyda received a final pardon, which basically means that all of the charges were just dropped, which is fucking wild to me. This woman is a full-blown serial killer, not only killing her husband, but also killing children, and that is just not okay. Not okay. February 5th, 1958, Lyda Southard dies of a heart attack in Salt Lake City, Utah. This is the case of Lida Southhard, and I know it's incredibly short, but female serial killers are just so extremely rare, and I learned in class that they are almost always motivated by money. I just thought it was a very wild story, and it's just so upsetting that all of these people had to die over money. Money motivates such evil behavior. Sometimes it's sickening. All right, everyone. So, that brings our case to a close. It was very short, as you can tell. Uh, No information on her, really, at all. No information, really, on her victims at all. Just how she was absolutely crazy and killed people with arsenic. So, gotta love a woman serial killer. I thought it was pretty cool because, like I said, very rare, very rare. And I don't know, that was, she was probably the first female serial killer, if I had to guess, I don't know, but it's just wild to me how everything played out and how she basically didn't have to serve much time at all for these crimes, and during her serving time, she was literally just living her life, still getting to leave constantly, just wild. But I think that's about it. I'm going to give you my social medias and then I am going to go and I'm going to go to sleep because I'm tired. All right. So my email, the not so grateful dead pod at gmail.com, my website, the not so grateful dead my Instagram, the not so grateful dead underscore podcast, my TikTok, the not so grateful dead pod, and my Facebook, the not so grateful dead podcast, with Grayson Decker. I promise the next episode's going to be a lot longer. This one just obviously is incredibly old. So whatever. I hope you enjoy this short little episode. Have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye.